0: Welcome back to the show, everyone. Today, my guest is Lee Jones. Lee has been a member here at Hard Bat for over six years. Her husband is our youth and teens coach, so their family has a ton of involvement at the facility, and... Lee is the type of person that would show up here eight days a week if there was an additional day on the calendar. Uh, she is the tried and true fitness enthusiast and somebody that takes her health and fitness very seriously. And she has been someone that has just been hyper-focused around her health and fitness for the entire time that she has been a member here. And I wanted to talk to her about you know her mentality around fitness and as it relates to pregnancy before, during, and after, because I think there's some really important conversations to be had around the misconceptions and myths around things women should or shouldn't be doing uh, before, during, and after pregnancy, and as well as how to kind of free yourself from distraction and and listen to the right people, as well as the most important thing, which is to listen to your own body and make decisions based on that. So this was a great conversation. I know you're going to love it. Enjoy Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I'm so excited to have you on here. So I just need, I have to point out the irony of the fact that like this conversation is based around like a busy mom that is still somehow managing to get into the gym. And we've had such a hard time getting on this podcast and being able to align our schedules, but it just speaks volumes that like you still show up five or six days a week. Like for someone who's so busy and regimented, you're still able to make it into the gym. Yeah,
1: I'm really lucky to have, you know, my husband that supports me to get into the gym. He knows how important that is to me. Um, Friends who help me out um, and watch Bennett so that I can have that hour of workout and yeah, using all these little pockets of time to make sure I'm getting everything done.
0: Yeah, I love it. Um, So I want to kind of start from the beginning with you because you have um, to some degree, a kind of a traditional, uh, you know, track as far as like how you were exposed to CrossFit and what it's been like for you ever since. Um, but there were some things that were a little bit, um, you know, unique to you. So give the audience a little bit of a, kind of a a snapshot of like what it was like for you to find out about CrossFit, your initial feelings about it and what it was like transitioning from more of like a general background of fitness to a CrossFit. Yeah.
1: So in high school, I mean, I was always, um, typically in a sport that's like by myself, you know, on a team, but like I swam, I played tennis and then I got really into running, um, because, you know, with my dad and everything, um, through college and after college, I really, you know, became that person that was like, oh, I'm just going to go to the gym, got to be in the gym for two hours, whatever. Um, and I remember one of the first times, um, you know, I, I met my husband through working out, Coach Sean. And when we originally got into, you know, just going to the gym, the first time we heard about hard bat, one of our friends had started. Um, and our initial response was Absolutely no way. <laughs> going to hard bat CrossFit. Um It has that intimidation factor to it. Um, And it didn't really take us very long to be like, you know, we're sort of competitive um, and just sort of. Um, But it didn't take us long to get into hard bat. And, you know, once we were there, we never stopped. Um, And that was in 2016. So it's been quite some time coming up on that six year anniversary here shortly. Um, Yes, you are. But yeah, you know, again, it was one of those mind shifts that, no, you don't have to be in the gym for two, two and a half hours. Like we're in there for an hour and sometimes I leave and it's like, what just happened to me? Um, (laughs) And the workout was like 12 minutes, you know, but.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can totally understand f- um, from, you know, the layperson's kind of vantage point why being as a, like a consumer going into a gym, because I never really had this experience. Like I've always been more on the coaching side. So that's been my kind of lens getting involved in different fitness programs. But from a consumer's perspective... I can totally understand because, like, when you're getting involved in just going to, like, if you sign up for a 24-7 gym, you don't go there and have, like, this sea of people that are just, like, over-the-top enthusiastic about the program or the gym or the facility or whatever. Whereas with CrossFit, when people talk about it, it is, like, they live, eat, breathe, and sleep. this kind of like lifestyle. Right. So it can be a bit off putting in the very beginning because you're like, I just want to work out. (laughs) People are like, no burpees, thrusters, like Metcon. You're like, Whoa, like slow down.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, I mean, it's been amazing, especially, you know, for me, I'm somebody like I write down my workouts. I have to record what I've done and the journal that I Still, have is literally the journal from my first workouts, and it's like so awesome to see like how where I was when we when I started, um, and where I am now. Um,
0: yeah, so do you have any, um, you know, recommendations for people that are kind of on the fence or have a little bit of a hesitancy with starting, uh, at a cross? No, I,
1: like, so I, I especially. For us at hardback, I always tell people w- with the level method, you, you don't have to be, people have this idea that I have to be fit to be in CrossFit. Like I have to be fit before I can start. No, you don't. You can start right. just by, all you got to do is walk in the door. Um, because the way the level method is set up, there's something for everybody that walks through that door. Um So for anybody that has reservations, whether you think I'm not fit enough or that's not for me, I would say just come check it out. Um, because there is something for everybody. Everybody can, you know, get on the floor and stand up or have to do that. Um, there is support for every single level of, you know, ability walking through that door.
0: Yeah, no, I love it. And, and, I always say, like as as um, as great as the facility is and the the, the coaches um, can be at a CrossFit gym, the, it's the community that really swallows people up. You know, like when you get into to a gym like that, it's not like something that many people experience, and and there have been people that have tried to replicate this orange theory f 45, where it's kind of this like group model where it is a little bit more based in community, but CrossFit gyms just kind of take that to a whole different level. Like it's a very first and last name basis. And, um, you know, just for an example, like we have the walking club and all of you go on these like long walks after every single class, you know, and it's, it's awesome to watch like people just congregating and sharing stories and and like, you know, embracing the fact that they're showing up despite the fact that they had a stressful day at work, or their kid was screaming and pooped themselves earlier in the day. Like, so it's um, it's it's just awesome to see the 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 relationships that form at the gym as well. Yeah,
1: um, and you know, like going back to that, I'm not fit enough, or you know, there's this idea that people are going to judge me for what I can do. And that I think is the complete opposite of what happens, you, you know, when you're at hardback because, well, first of all, you know, most of those of us that have been there a long time, I don't even know what's going on around me when I'm working out. Like I'm so focused on myself. I'm not looking
0: at Yeah.
1: else. Um, but when it is a workout, you know, that you might be one of the last people moving or whatever. They always say those are the people that are going to get everybody else cheering for them and pushing them um, to be better. Um, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. And like, um, you know, one of the things Iris always says to clients is that it's never too easy and it's never too yeah. hard. You know, like every day you come in, you feel like it was like the the best effective dose Appropriate for you as an individual. You know, you're not like, oh, I'm not that fit, so I'm going to die every day I'm in here.
1: No, because that comes back to the ability of choosing, you know, how are you going to make those movements meet you where you are?
0: For sure. So I'm going to throw a compliment your way. So, like, we, like, for myself as an owner, like, one of the things we do is we always look to, into our client tip or clientele base as a way to determine like who's a seed client like basically like who tells everybody about what we do and who's like the perfect person um that like embodies like our spirit here at the gym and one of the things that like I've always just genuinely appreciated about you was that back to your your whole like fitness journal slash diary like you kept every single workout in a journal and you kept like detailed notes and you always showed up prepared to work out so like when the CrossFit Open would come, like, you would come in with, like, a detailed idea of, like, what it is you wanted to do or how you wanted to approach a workout. And I think that this speaks volumes because it it just shows, like, the importance of taking a few extra moments before going into a workout to, like, set some intentions and understand what are you trying to get out of it and what is your approach going to be and, like, reminding yourself the importance for that day of doing that workout. And I think, like, you always showed up with a level of preparation that was just admirable that I, I – would hope that other members would start to pick up on yeah.
1: And um you know with the tracking app and stuff like that it is really good to be able to see even like I just said this the other day when we had the Romanian deadlifts in the workout I'm like I know that we just did them I remember them being difficult but not too difficult what was the weight that I used then so that I can use that information and just again to take a little bit of time away from, you know, trying to build those weights when maybe that workout has to start, you know, on a specific, you know, at a specific time. So knowing that information, having that information, um, really helps just to get prepared.
0: For sure. For sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, all those tools are there. You just have to, you have to use them. Yeah. So one of the main reasons that we wanted to hop on, um, was to talk about kind of the before, during, and after of what it was like preparing for pregnancy, preparing for motherhood, and then now being a mom. What it was like in your relationship to fitness. Like, what were some of the preconceived notions you had before getting pregnant about how it was going to affect your fitness? And what were some concerns? And then, um, you know, some of the behavioral changes that you had to make as part of that process.
1: Um, You know, I I think I was lucky with having models of other, you know, pregnant ladies who have done CrossFit that I've been able to see, you know, this is something that is important to me. It is a lifestyle of mine. Um, and I knew that that, that I was going to have to modify things. Obviously I was going to have to change things. Yes. But I was never okay with someone telling me you can't do that. Um, So one of the ways that I really prepared myself was (laughs) I literally chose my doctor based on, I know that she's a member in CrossFit. (laughs) I love that. My doctor, because I knew that she would have an understanding of what I was doing and how important that was to me. Um, And that was one of the things, you know, right off the jump, I told her that, you know, I do CrossFit. This is important to me. I want to continue to do CrossFit. But there were definitely some things that I stopped doing early on simply because it wasn't beneficial to me. Um, I know, you know, one of the things that has been asked of me, did you have any mentors or guidance? Um, and there is this Pregnancy and Postpartum Athlete um, Program Um from Brianna Battle, so I, I followed her on Instagram, um, you know, and listened to some podcasts. And there's this idea of the athlete brain. Um, you know, I mentioned previously, I am a little bit competitive, um, and there's this idea that your athlete brain can take over. Like your ego is telling you, "I want to do this because because I can do it, and I got to show everyone I can yeah. do this." Well that for me wasn't, I knew that I needed to check that athlete brain. I needed to check my ego sometimes. Um, and I also know that each woman is different. So some other pregnant athletes that I've watched do things that maybe I wouldn't be comfortable with doing, but that's not my body. They know their body, um, you know, I stopped burpees early on, (laughs) but, and it's not because I just don't like burpees. I do act (laughs) (laughs) like burpees, but that was one thing that I just felt, you know, I can do something else. I can do bodybuilders. I can do something that, um, just checks my athlete brain. What was necessary for me in that season really needed to be, you know, in balance with what season I was in. Like, is this, is doing that burpee a long-term goal for me? No, I can do burpees. I know I can do I'll be able to do burpees again. Um, So, you know, thinking about those long-term goals. um, One thing I will say is that the dubs, I never gave up. I was like, I'm going to be nine months pregnant doing these dubs. And for sure I was, um, and maybe that was my ego, but
0: (laughs) (laughs) well, yeah, I mean, listen, you can't, you can't get rid of all of it. I mean, I would say that you did a really good job of reminding yourself of the bigger picture throughout that process. And, and, then. Constantly reevaluating you know you go through the the three trimesters and it's like your body and how it's going to react and adapt to um, to exercise is going to change and can change very quickly and I think that's some one of the struggles that a lot of women have is like being able to accept the fact that what they can do today may not be what's right to do tomorrow and taking a, a really honest look at kind of the risk to reward ratio for a lot of different movements and it sounds like that's what you used as a, as a differentiator between like, what was worth it to continue with and what was worth it to kind of put to the side and say, I don't need to be doing this. Right yeah, now.
1: absolutely. Because if you think about it, you know, in the grand scheme of things, that amount of time is so little compared to your long-term fitness, you know? Um, and to be completely honest, I remember like in, during that time, i I've, did get to the point where I'm like, Ugh, I have to modify this again. I have to do, you know, kettlebell, you know, Russian kettlebell swings again. Um, but now, like, looking back, it it was never... I don't remember any specific workout. I remember my last workout. <laughs> I remember the workout I did the day before giving birth. Um, but I don't remember workouts. But I do remember that I made it a priority to move my body. Like I made it a priority to stay consistent. um, And for me, stay healthy because I knew that that was important to me and that was important to my baby too.
0: So you would say that you made sure that habit took precedent over exercise selection? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So just, Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. What are some of the misconceptions you think that are floating around out there in the ether about- uh, what women should or shouldn't be doing during pregnancy or even, even to the level of shaming women that are continuing to exercise. Like what, what do you think are some of the big misconceptions and problems around the messaging, uh, involving women and fitness? You know,
1: it's funny. It's, it's like you hear, oh, they
0: shouldn't lift that. They shouldn't lift that.
1: Um, so much to, you know, at one point, um, my husband had posted, I guess, a video of me doing like 20 pound dumbbell hang clean and jerks or something. Um, Yeah. Or just like 20 pound dumbbell. It must've just been like a hang clean knowing that for me, 20 pound dumbbells, that's not something that's stressing my body. Um, And, you know, there were definitely comments from the peanut gallery saying you shouldn't be letting her do that first of all um nobody is going to there's her. the athlete brain <laughs> well, but to assume that my husband whether he's my coach yeah. or whatever it you know shouldn't be letting me do something when it's my body um that's that's a, a whole nother issue um but this person was not a doctor, he was not a woman, he was not an athlete, okay? Um, so he absolutely should have not been able to make any comments whatsoever. Um the idea that women shouldn't be lifting um anything over like five pounds, whatever, you know, you <laughs> have your child. To leave the hospital, you have a baby who is usually above six pounds. You have a car seat, which is very heavy, and you are expected to have those things. Um, So to tell women that they shouldn't be lifting and then give them responsibility of carrying a child and all of the equipment that goes along with that, it sort of seems pretty counterproductive. Um, you know, I don't think that anybody would say if you have not been, um, an athletic person, if your body has not been used to exercising, I don't know that as soon as you get pregnant, it would be a good time to go do those things. But again, I'm not a doctor. Um, I do know that for me, for somebody who was moving my body, who was lifting weights, nobody was going to tell me to stop doing those things um, unless there was an actual medical reason as to why. I knew that I wanted my body to be strong because your child then depends on the strength of your body afterwards. Um,
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and I think the, the kind of a grander point here in regards to these kind of comment sections, which is where most of these things stem from, right? This isn't, this isn't doctors having conversations or, you know, podcasts with educated individuals and coaches around this particular area, kind of like debating these things. Like we're talking about comment sections. So first it's like, there's, there's no context, Right? Like, you don't know if this person was an athlete, how good of an athlete they were, the things that they're capable of doing. You don't know the conversations they've had with their doctors, the amount of things they've already limited themselves from. So, I think that there's already this kind of like inappropriate attachment of the comment section to someone's video. And I find this to be true, whether it's like people commenting about kids lifting weights or pregnant women. It's just like you have no context into this situation. Like, and no offense, like, most of the people in the comment section don't have. The educational background to even have a seat at the table to have a comment about that person and what they're choosing to do or not do with yeah, their body. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I completely agree with that. Um, I, I think you know it's really easy to sit behind a screen or behind a text box and give your opinions on something um, that really you have have no business sharing. Oh.
0: Yeah. And, and just to, to your other point about preparing yourself for some of the, the physical strain that is required of you as part of motherhood is like people just assume the risk or believe like they, they only look at the risk of like working out while pregnant. It's like, well, what about the risk of not working out while pregnant? Like what what about the risk of just like avoiding all physical activity? It's like your recovery is going to take five times as long you may have it, you might, it might take, like, it might be much harder on you to get yourself back into a gym because that habit fell off. Um, so I think it's like, we have to look at the fact that there's not just risk in terms of going to the gym. Like there's always risk, right? But there's also risk in not doing anything.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I know, and obviously Sean helps this. Um, but it was for me so important to just even start walking, like for that you know, after having been it, we would just walk all the time, you know? Um, and before I was even able to come back to the gym, I would come to the gym to go walk with Walking Club. <laughs> like, after-
0: right, right. Um, I remember.
1: Because again, it comes back to that idea that that is something that was always going to be of the utmost importance to me, not only because it was a physical activity, but it was also a mental and an emotional activity for me to be able to be in my community. Um, and even if it was just walking, that made me feel better and it made me still feel connected.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What, um, what were some of the challenges you faced once you came back? So you go through that re- recovery period, you you know, you rejoin the walking club, and then uh, you know, you finally step foot back into the gym to participate in class. What were some of the challenges? You, you know, faced? I
1: feel like again coming back to that idea of athlete brain because pregnancy, yes, is for a certain amount of time. Postpartum, people often think postpartum is. And until you're back to feeling yourself postpartum is the rest of your life you are always now postpartum uh, it doesn't right. go away so that idea of the athlete brain I do think was harder for me when coming back than it was when I was pregnant because I understood when I was pregnant you know this this doesn't serve my purpose right now. Now, when I came back, I was like, okay, let's get right to it. Um, and it was by far harder for me to, you know, settle myself down a little bit and, um, make sure that I was still coming back at a pace that really benefited me again for those long-term fitness goals that I have. Um, I wasn't, you know, thinking of being very competitive with anybody else, but myself. And I think I probably expected a little bit too much from myself right away. Um, you know, I think my first workout back was like, um, like sets of back squats, and I know for sure I went happier than I should have because I was like, I'm back in my zone. Like I can do this. And yes, well, obviously I could do it. Um, was it what I needed that day? Um, and to that extent, no, probably not. Um, so there there definitely was a, a little bit more of a challenge to see see the bigger picture when I came back. Um, and honestly, when I first came back and I wasn't where, you know, I thought I would be things that I liked, I didn't like anymore. Like burpees, like I said, um, they were extremely hard for me. Probably, you know, does it come back to the fact that I took them out early? Maybe, I don't know. Um, but um, I can say, you know, Again, going back to that idea of consistent work. And now burpees are, are fine. Um, <laughs> um, and I really thought, you know, I'm never going to be on the same level that I was. And maybe I won't, but I'm definitely now, you know, then it's almost a year and a half. And it's taken me until this point, probably this summer to get to a place where I'm feeling more like myself. Um, I know that I'm able to push myself the way that I used to. Um, one thing that does, you know, those bar muscle ups in the open workout. I was like, Oh man, I didn't, I didn't get back to practicing them. Like, no, I didn't get back to practicing them. Um, the difference for me for sure is the fact that I used to be able to spend two hours at the gym, um, because I was doing extra training. And at that time, you know, that was something that I could do. And now it's not. I I am lucky and I am very appreciative of those hour classes that I get to, um, you know, be involved with. And I know that when I come for those hours that I do have to make sure that I'm focused and I do have to make sure that I'm prepared um, into what I want to get out of that class because I don't have all the time anymore.
0: Yeah, so I mean, it, it it sounds like although you know you it took some time, you know, the better part of it, of a year, it sounds like you not only got to a point where you are happy with your level of of fitness, um, but also you've kind of upgraded your thinking in terms of the things that are important to you right now, um, being a mother and someone that has a limited amount of time. And like, you've come to recognize the fact that being there for an hour and truly dedicating yourself to that is probably so good, not just for your physical health, but your mental health. And just understanding that like, there's, there's no sense in like driving yourself nuts that you can't spend two hours a day at the gym right right
1: now. It's just not going to happen. That's, that's, that's not something that I have. And, and maybe I'll have it again sometime. Um, but you know, I'm okay with where I am right now. It's actually funny the other day in the, in the workout or it was right before the workout was going to start. Um, and somebody tried to ask me a question and, and you know, my best friend, Emily says, don't ask her anything right now. She is in the zone. Like,
0: right. No, I love it.
1: Um, because, you know, I know what I want to get out of that hour. I know what I want to get out of every workout that I go into. Um, it doesn't always happen the way I want it to, but I, I try. So, um, yeah. yeah.
0: So I know you got to get going here in a few minutes to get back to teachings, But um, I do appreciate you getting on with me. Um, to kind of wrap things up, do you have any advice for soon-to-be mothers um, or – Women that are pregnant or women that are postpartum that are maybe struggling a little bit to find routine and habit with um, going to the gym? Do you have any advice for, for those people?
1: I mean, I really think that you have to make yourself a priority. Um, you know, I've seen multiple memes. You know, you have to schedule time for yourself. It is not selfish for you to want to, and to make time for yourself and your health, because that is going to benefit your child. That's going to benefit your family. Um, one thing, you know, Sean knows that if I'm not getting to the gym, I'm not going to be in a good mental space. And I am not, a hundred percent myself, unless I have that outlet, um, for my physical, mental, emotional health. And if that looks like an hour and it's not even every day, um, but an hour multiple times a week, you have to schedule that. You have to, even when it's hard, even when you, you know, have to find somebody You know, every single day that Sean is not available, I have to think, okay, well, can I have somebody else, um, you know, watch Bennett so that I can get that hour because it is important to me. And I I really am lucky to have the support that I do around me. Um, But absolutely, my number one piece of advice is start moving. Like, even if it is a walk with a stroller. Because as that baby gets bigger, that walk gets harder and harder. Um, But it is not selfish to need or to want that time, half hour, 45 minutes, whatever you can, to also be able to take care of yourself by yourself. Um,
0: Yeah, I I love the advice of starting small because, you know, anyone that's started in, in, in fitness in, in any capacity knows that like, you're not going to go from zero to 100. You have to create momentum. And the only person that's going to create that momentum is yourself. And if it starts by you going for a 10 minute walk with your kid or with your husband or with whoever, um, that can be the nudge you need in the right direction.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Awesome. Well, late, thank you so much for hopping on. I know this is going to be really valuable, um, for mothers or mothers soon to be. Um, so again, you're thank
1: welcome. You. Thank
0: you. Thank you again for jumping on the podcast today. I just want to take a quick second to remind you that we post a lot of free and helpful content on our social media pages. You can find us at hard Bad athletics on Instagram and Facebook and visit our website at www.hardbetathletics.com to learn more about what we do at our facility. Let's keep raising the standard together.